Welcome to the Fear and Greed Business Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. Profit season is behind us now. We've seen all the results and heard about the outlook. So where are the opportunities for investors? And what does an analyst look for when there's so much information out there? Remember, this is general information only, and you should always seek professional advice before making investment decisions. Grady Wolf is a market analyst at trading platform Bell Direct, part of the ASX-listed Bell Financial Group. Grady, welcome to Fear and Greed. Thanks for having me, Sean. Today, you're giving us a list of seven stocks to watch post-reporting season. Let's start with everyone's favourite. Well, I don't know whether it's everyone's favourite, but if you're a property investor, it seems to be your favourite, Goodman Group. Why do we like Goodman Group so much? We definitely love Goodman Group this reporting season and none more so than a lot of the investors after their report came out. Now, Goodman Group is one in the REIT sector, obviously, that is focused on industrial REITs and warehouses. And we know there's a backlog of demand for this because of the AI movement. So investing in AI can be done through REITs and exactly where Goodman Group sits at the moment. Now, what we liked about their results is that their data centers are now 37% of work in progress, and we uh, see a greater increase of that coming into the second half. Now, a lot of them are low vacancy rates at the moment, and they're trading at the moment on a multiple of 27 times forward earnings in FY24. And that does seem quite expensive, but for the growth runway and the growth trajectory that they're offering, it's a really good value. And a lot of our brokers, especially at Bell Potter and Bell Direct, a lot of our brokers actually use Goodman Group as a staple in a lot of portfolios for our clients because we know they're so consistent and they're so well run. So the growth trajectory is really positive and really appealing for Goodman Group and we can't wait to see what the company has over the coming years. And uh, yeah, it's a really exciting time now looking forward and a lot of the brokers are really, really bullish on them as well. Something you just said then, it's a way of getting into AI. So a lot of investors, you don't need to buy NVIDIA to be an AI investor. You can look at companies like Goodman. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's really interesting because AI, everyone just assumes is just the tech sector, but it's actually not. It's through the REITs, it's through the tech sector naturally, it's through the mining sector because a lot of the big miners, BHP, FMG, are investing in AI. Then you've got the healthcare companies like Telix Pharmaceuticals investing in AI. So it's the, it means no bounds. It really has no limit at the moment. So it's not just through tech. AI has no bounds. I'm totally with you on that. What about NextDC? We're sort of staying in the same uh, same world there with NextDC. Just explain what it is and why you like it. Yeah, NextDC is an interesting one. They're a development and operator of data centers. So similar kind of space. See, Goodman Group has the industrial warehouses. So it's a bit more of a diverse company. But NextDC is simply the builder and developer and operator of all these data warehouses and data centers, which is exactly, again, where the opportunity is. So a few years ago, these kind of companies were kind of laying low. And then the AI movement has really put a spotlight on these kind of companies. Now, their results came out and investors were very, very impressed, up 16% in the share price after the result. Now, they beat revenue forecast by 2.1%, which doesn't seem like a lot, but the expectation was really high and they hit $209 million in revenue, which is incredible. And a lot of these companies in the tech sector, they need to have annual recurring revenue and that's exactly what NextDC has. So with that in mind, it's a, they're able to weather any, any storm at all and any tough economic times like COVID with annual recurring revenue. So what we liked about that was the company's jump in revenue. So they beat forecast by 2%, but it was a 31% jump in revenue on the prior corresponding period. So again, that just goes to show that they're so on the forefront of where everyone wants to invest and also where their clients want to be. 
They also had a 5% lift in underlying EBITDA to $102 million. So again, their growth runway is really, really high. And looking ahead into the second half, this reporting season, we saw a lot of companies need, the, the outlook was kind of vague across some companies, which we'll get to later in in my stock picks, but this one, they were very, very onto the ball. They had quantitative measures for the outlook. So they expect total revenue between 400 million and 415 million, which again, that's massive growth. That's literally doubling what they just reported for the whole of their financial year. So they just continue to go from strength to strength. And it's a company that all of the brokers are really liking. They're also looking at different properties as well. So with property, like the property they own. So when you look at a REIT stock, you want to see that they own the property, they manage the property, they operate the property and develop them as well. And so given they own the properties, there's obviously land value in that as well. So companies that have the land value and a property portfolio, it does look very good to bolster the balance sheet. Stay with me, Grady. We'll be back in a minute. I'm speaking to Grady Wolf, Market Analyst at Bell Direct. Okay, now a couple of retailers you've got in your list. One everyone loves at the moment or has done over the last week or so, that's La Visa Group. The other one is Accent Group. Probably a few more people on the fence on that one. Tell me about those two. Absolutely. Well, LaVisa has been one that I've loved for a very long time. And I loved it because not only am I a shopper there, but the company can Mm -hmm. really do no wrong in my opinion. So they've got the low ticket, high uh, repurchase items of fashion jewelry. So their margins are massive. They're really cheap to make, but when consumers go there, they know what they're getting. They're not going to get this 18 karat gold necklace that will last forever. They've got this fashion jewellery. It suits your outfit. You know it's a $5 item. You're going to throw it out in the near future or recycle it in the future and buy it again. So they, the constant replacement and constant um, customers coming back to continue shopping with La Visa is really high. They also have um, a global expansion strategy that's really boding well for them. And so in the current economic environment, we're seeing sales in retail go down. But for a company like LaVisa, they're so resilient and they continue to go from strength to strength. So they've just opened their first store in China with a second one underway soon and also in Vietnam. Now, everyone would think, oh, China, that's a pretty tough market to crack right now because of the decline in economic activity there. But given the nature of how cheap this is, it just they're doing really well. Their sales are up already in the region and their like-for-like sales in the second half have started on a really positive note across the globe. Now, they've got a really down-packed, compact rinse and repeat kind of copy paste strategy of opening physical stores and that's really faring well for them and the good thing about this company is that they are with their rinse and repeat models they buy the land or rent the land to put their shop in and obviously up and go but with a company like this in bricks and mortar stores they realize when the when the store is underperforming they'll just close it down they don't just let it sit there being a cost burden or like a cash burner they they shut it down so with that in mind, it's a really strong strategic model for LaVisa. But moving forward, they also have a services division. So they capture an audience that previously or might not have wanted to even shop with them because at every physical store, they have in the window free piercing. And it's not actually free because you have to buy the earrings to go in your ears. So it's not free, but it's a really smart have, way to... Sorry, you have in-depth knowledge on this store, Grady. Yes, yes, I do because I'm a sucker and I buy a lot from LaVisa, so... <laughs> what about Accent? 
Accent groups are really in- interesting ones. So they've really nailed the model of being at the forefront of fashion for the younger demographics. So they really specialize in sneakers through their style runner store and uh, they're targeting the younger demographics. So we know with the younger demographic, they're not price sensitive. They're also, they're not weathered down by a different kind of rising cost environment. Their parents are. Yeah, their parents are, but not them. So they're, they're working their first job and they're using their paycheck to buy the latest pair of sneakers and they go buy another pair and another pair and another pair mm. and they're always shopping at the Accent Group. So it just goes to show that Accent Group is really um, part of that younger demographic, but they also cater for the athlete's foot. So they really benefit at the start of every year through the government vouchers for back-to-school shoes because a lot of parents get these vouchers for back-to-school shoes and go to the athlete's foot to get their new pair of shoes. And then we know that they do really well for like netball season, footy season, all the soccer seasons. So every kid's sporting season, athlete's foot is where you want to be and where a lot of consumers are shopping. They also have their own brand, Nude Lucy, which they started during COVID. And I'm not sure about you, but for me during COVID, my only purchasing in retail was for activewear because who are we impressing? We're locked down. So they started this company called Nude Lucy and it's athleisure wear. So it's where it's the comfy, it's the, you can wear activewear to the cafe down the road to get your coffee. And everyone's kind of carried that through into the post-pandemic era. And so this Nude Lucy brand is really dominating for them at the moment. So that's where a lot of their revenue, their margins are coming through. Now, their recent results, they were kind of lower than expected, but they did beat on margins. So margins is where you want to see growth at the moment in this high-cost environment. And Accent Group definitely beat on that measure. So um, we're expecting big things for this company over years to come. And I actually talked about it on the call today on Ausbiz The Call. And both myself and Luke, the other analyst on the show, both had a buy rating on it. So let's get into healthcare. You've got two healthcare stocks at the other end, at sort of at different ends of the spectrum. One's ResMed and the other one's Neuron, which is a pharmaceutical company. Absolutely. ResMed is one that a lot of investors and brokers alike have in their portfolio as a staple healthcare company. Now, the company kind of was sold off recently and kind of went through a really tough phase because everyone around the market, and there's market noise that the release of weight loss drugs like Ozempic would decrease the need for sleep apnea products like ResMed. That's actually been, been quashed in this recent reporting season because the company did really well and they beat across most metrics. They beat over all the broker expectations and also their closest competitor which is Philips in the US had to recall all their products so they're kind of operating in a monopoly right now and they're doing really really well so ResMed has a really good uh, global strategy and sleep apnea is not going anywhere so ResMed is definitely at the forefront for that. And urine? And Neuron, Neuron's one that unfortunately has been caught up in a short seller note recently where they said that their debut drug, the drug's called debut, was a flunk. And actually it's not. It's um, proving to be really good. The company released their results and their net sales in the US are $87 million. They provided guidance for sales between $370 to $420 million, and that's through their partner Arcadia Pharmaceuticals. So the company is like you can't get as a healthcare company, you can't get through FDA trials and get approval by the FDA if your drug is a flunk. So yep. there's short seller notes really spooked the market. But for Neuron, the growth trajectory 
trajectory, the fact that they're the only current provider of a drug or producer of a drug that treats Rett syndrome, which is the neurodevelopmental disorder, and they have a second drug in the works for four neurodevelopmental disorders, it goes to show the company's onto something pretty special. So Neuron, it's down at the moment, but it's a serious buy opportunity. Okay, good one. One final one. Number seven, many of us probably don't know much about this one, Alliance Aviation Services. Alliance Aviation Services is a really interesting one. Now, Qantas went pretty hard at a takeover offer with this company and the ACCC have blocked it because there's, as we know, there's only two, three providers in the market or two providers and because Jetstar is owned by Qantas. So if Qantas wiped out Alliance as well, that means that they would be absolute monopoly. So the ACCC said no. Alliance Aviation Services, they service a lot of the mining companies for their FIFO uh, employees going out to all the different mines, especially in Western Australia. I went on one of the Alliance Airlines planes and it was awesome. And so this company, uh, their regional presence is really high. They did really well in the recent reporting season. They beat across all metrics as well. And um, they've got a really long, a really good second half. They've kind of waited to the second half through their contracts and mining services. So they've really they've won some big recent contracts and they're growing more and more with their recurring revenue because obviously they signed the contracts to facilitate the transport of all these FIFO workers. And so they signed two, three, five-year deals. And so that just really shows that their growth runway is really good. Excuse the pun, the runway, but the company, mm-hmm. yeah. So they are dominating the regional space and Qantas Link obviously can't compete with them because, and that's why Qantas wanted to take them over. So everyone's really liking that. They've um, got really high prices as well. So they can, they can kind of, they they set the prices, they're a price setter. So with that in mind, looking forward, they're brokers, investors, everyone are really liking the look of Alliance Aviation Services. Plenty of great ideas there, Grady. Thank you very much for talking to Fear and Greed. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. That was Bell Direct Market Analyst Grady Wolf. This is the Fear and Greed business interview. Remember, this is general information only, and you should always seek professional advice before making investment decisions. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's best business podcast. I'm Sean Aylmer. Enjoy your day.